What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we touch on the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? H U M O U R, humor. Humor. Yeah. And we are back on the thrice a week train uh, and we're going to keep cranking the shit out. So, yeah. so yeah, we're back, man. We're back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're officially done with the. Production on our sci-fi comedy. Oh yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, that's why. <laughs> that's why you can you hear the energy back in our voices again, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, exactly. Yeah. Literally last night, last night at what one a.m. one a.m. we wrapped. So yeah. Sunday night, yeah. one a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, this is, we've been doing it through Christmas, through New Year, everything. So this is the finally a chance uh, to really just take a break. Uh, yeah. But but we're yeah. not we're not and taking a break, right? Yeah, like, exactly la. Since when can we take a break? Yeah. Because yeah. because we've got our live show coming up in a mm. week and a half. Yeah, which which no, two, actually, a week and a half. Week and a half, yeah. Good time to talk about it also because I think there's a very, very, very big misconception going on out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And because it is called the event is called Funny Fridays, right? It is part of the Light to Night campaign uh, organized by National Gallery, which is a pretty sweet campaign, mm. um, And it's something they're having three Funny Fridays. Uh, we are doing the middle one, uh, and we are kind of headlining together with Kumala, mm. right? Um, but what is the misconception, Terence? I think uh, the misconception is that we are doing a pod a Yalabad podcast with Kuma. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think right. because the event poster has our photo <laughs> right next to Kuma, it doesn't very explicitly state like different timings for our performances. Yeah. Huh? So people are conflating that we are all somehow doing something together on stage. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, correct, I mean correct. if you I mean, it is either you thought we are doing a podcast <laughs> with Kuma or you think that Harish and I are gonna do like a drag uh, you know, a like comedy in drag or anything like that as well, huh? right? Which is Kuma's signature, yeah. So, so, so I mean, like the only reason we're saying this is because we have heard along the grapevine from like some people who bought the tickets saying, "Oh, you know, the podcast." We're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, no, no!" It's us for thirty minutes, then Kuma for thirty minutes. Mm. Um, hopefully, this is not making you go like, "Ah, fucking shit." Mm. Uh, but but just know that you have one of the most coveted, one of the most coveted tickets in town, uh, in your hands, uh, Regardless, right? Yeah, because it's sold out pretty damn fast, man. Yeah. And even once we open the tickets. So, I mean, we are going to do something awesome. Don't worry. Okay, don't worry. It will be awesome. We just wanted to give you all a heads up. Yeah. Suddenly, you all come prepared with questions. You want us to ask Kuma and all. Then we're like, can, can, can you email him uh, at the email you can find on his website? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we definitely won't be doing, uh, you know, comedy in drag. Uh, but we, we, we still can we still can, can pull out a dance or two. Don't worry about that. They're still in the cards. Uh, yeah, la, speak, we'll, for yourself, we'll la, speak for yourself. Speak for yourself. We'll see, we'll see. And we'll see what happens because we will be there with Kumar at the event um, and if something magical happens like in between as we're handing over then then perhaps, la, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, uh, I mean, that was, actually wasn't yeah. our plug uh, but what, what is our actual plug this week? Uh, uh, we do have a, a plug related to a plug we made with our 2021 rap episode which we published on 28 December. Back then, we said we would announce the... We were, we are giving away a Google Nest Hub um, along with some sweet Yalabad stickers and we said we'll do the draw in two weeks. So, mm. two weeks lands somewhere around like this week. So, Wednesday, we're going to be doing the draw um, and we wanted to just say you have one last chance 
to enter the draw just by sharing this episode of your podcast on Insta Stories and tagging Yalabat and Ministry of Funny. And on Wednesday, I think how people normally do it on draws on social media is we'll just do a story of all like the the names attached to a number and then real time use one of those auto-generated wheel thingies and then we'll select a number and then we'll reveal the winner over IG Stories. Oh, it's going to be uh, that complicated, uh? I mean, it sounds complicated, but it's just one IG story. Like. It's okay, one IG okay. story. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if you tag us, uh, just make sure you get a response from us com- confirming that you're in the draw because sometimes the stories expire and by the time we reach you, it might uh, just, yeah. If you don't, just ping us again and we'll we'll do the draw on Wednesday during the episode and we'll announce the winner on the podcast on Wednesday as well as IG stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <clears throat> cool. Okay, so cool, now cool, the, cool. The, the, admin, cool. Yes. the admin is out of the way. The admin, we, the admin is out of the way. Yeah, let's start on. Let's start on. Let, let's continue 2022, the year of 2022. In, uh, mm. What's in the news in 2022? What's, what's, in, what's, what's on people's minds these couple of days? Um, actually, it feels like the year has gotten off to a, to a buzzing start. But one thing that has been buzzing, like not in Singapore, but globally, Mm. Is the is the peculiar case of Novak Djokovic, and literally we are hot off the press, no? Mm. Like mm. some some judgment got made like an hour ago as we are recording this, and, um, and there, there might be further developments even as you listen to this, right? There might have been yeah. further developments. Correct, right? correct, right? Yeah, yeah. And at first we were thinking about talking about it last week, but we we're like, okay, it's it's evolving. Even today, who knows what's going to happen? But at this current time, there's been enough that has happened that we felt we wanted to talk about it. Like, and it's mm. all about his ability to play in the upcoming Australian Open. Yeah. Can I just say, before Correct. we start that, that, that this, it was, this feels like it was destined to happen. Uh, when your name literally is Novak, uh, like Novax, you know? No, Novak, no V-A-C-C. Novak Djokovic. Wow. It feels like this <laughs> at some point has to happen in your life. Huh? <laughs> how long how long have you been wanting to say that? Huh? Is that is that your 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 own uh your own your own little riddle or not? No no, no. I mean I, only today that I realized it. Oh yeah, he is Mr. Novak. Novak wow, himself. Not huh? Bad, huh? Yeah, 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 give yeah. you that. That's not a bad. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah, Novak. But yeah, la, it's it's essentially around his vaccination status, la, right? Mm. And and it's a very big deal also Correct. because I mean I, I don't bring up that that destiny thing just as a joke, but I mean literally for all tennis fans will know as well, la, this Australian Open is the yeah, is the chance that Novak Djokovic mm. could win another Grand Slam and finally surpass both Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal as the you know the tennis player with the most Grand Slam wins ever and therefore you know it's cementing I mean sort of uh, cementing his place in the argument for greatest of all time so so there is mm. it is literally a date of destiny and that's why uh, you'll be asking maybe oh, why why so desperate to play in this Grand Slam it literally is like uh, a race against time he's you know he's 34 years old uh, and, and he, he needs he I mean he wants to break the record I'm sure yeah. yeah, and I mean, they're all tied on 20, right? They're all tied on 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, is, correct. is Federer and Nadal playing in the Australian Open? No, Federer is still uh, recovering from extended recovering. recovery from uh, knee surgery. Uh, Nadal is playing, Nadal's playing. But Nadal is... Uh, Nadal's playing. He's, uh, I mean, he's he's older, right? So he's definitely, yeah. like, you have to question his fitness and everything uh, over such a long tournament and, and having played so few... Matches la. but but I mean literally for for most tennis fans, uh, it, it feels like 
I mean, it's, it feels like yeah, like, a really like a momentous event like, when Djokovic finally wins that 20, uh, when eventually gets his hands on the 21st Grand Slam. It feels like an eventuality, like yeah. it will happen, but it's, a, it's just a matter yeah. of when, right? Yeah, and I mean, he is coming off uh, an amazing year. Like. He, he mm. almost won the all five, all four Grand Slams. Or did he win all four Grand Slams? No, no, he didn't, he didn't. He, he lost. He almost, like, almost He won. got to the final of the... Uh, the last Grand Slam, which was what the U.S. Open, and then uh, he mm. sensationally collapsed to Danny Medvedev, and I think uh, was it the U.S. Open or was it Wimbledon? I can't remember. But then also he, I think, oh yeah, then the, before that the Tokyo Olympics, he also he also uh, crashed out the Tokyo Olympics without winning his gold medal. Mm, mm, mm. So he had a chance mm. to make it like the most epic year ever, but he, I mean, uh, he didn't lah. Yeah. And uh, but that, that's okay. not the only reason that he he's in the news, uh, right? He's yeah. also in the news for in, slightly more controversial views about uh science and vaccinations and things like that. What 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 do you know about his background in that sense? Uh? I mean, as always, I have a timeline of the uh, incidents that have led up to okay, okay, this yeah. current week. Yeah, right? Maybe we talk about the incident itself, uh, right? This this week's incidents, because I think yeah. that's that's the yeah. thing that everyone is talking about right now, lah. Uh. Because I'm sure everyone has seen memes, has heard of Djokovic being in some legal tussle. Um, but here to break it down, man. Mm. Um, essentially, in April 20, 2020, Djokovic, that was the first time I think he expressed concerns over the vac- vaccine. Yep. Um, and it was actually over a Facebook live stream. Mm. So he literally says, and I quote, personally, I'm opposed to vaccination and I wouldn't want to be forced by someone to take a vaccine in order to be able to travel. But if it becomes compulsory, what will happen? I will have to make a decision. So basically, like that was kind of like him saying, yeah, he's opposed to uh, vaccination. Mm. Uh, Like he's left in doubt despite having access access to info and resources. Um, But he did recognize that his job requires a lot of travel. Um, but at that point, he didn't have enough information to decide whether or not he's going to get vaccinated. Yeah. Then in June 2020, he tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think it was after an exhibition tournament that he organized yeah. in, in the Balkans. Yeah, it was called the Adria, right. Adria Tour. And, and he, Adria liter- Tour. Yeah, he literally was organizing it because a lot of tennis events were getting cancelled and he wanted to show that uh, you could still safely run an event and, and not have to worry about COVID and all these things. Uh, and a lot of people like criticized him for it like, because it's like it's you know as the, as the pandemic is raging throughout the world here you are like partying and having crowds and everything so so they yeah they literally got he and his wife both got COVID and they literally had to cancel the event like at the semi-final stage yeah yeah, uh, yeah so it, is, uh, it was the final that was cancelled after okay. one player tested positive but a bunch a bunch of people tested positive and April 2020 was uh Early. Fucking like uh, June 2020 was early when yeah. the world was going to shit, lah, yeah. right? So, and back and then, and, and, right? yeah, and back then, Andy Murray, who's like longtime tennis star, and Nick Kyrgios, uh, both kind of shat on Djokovic for saying that, yeah, like, it's not surprising there was no social distancing, um, and that Kurt, Nick Kyrgios, who has a reputation of being chastised in the public, mm. also came out and said, don't call anything I've done stupid or irresponsible because this takes the cake. Mm. I bring up those names because they also have a bit of relevance in, in the current day. Mm, mm, mm. So then, July twenty sep- July to September 2021, uh, Djokovic was a little coy about his vaccination status. La, and mm. he never really came out and said what his vaccination status is. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's right. Um, so already kind of like ruffling feathers there. Uh, and then in October 2021, 
as people were gearing up for the Australian Open, which was meant to take place January 2022. Um, the Australian government re- repeated their stance on vaccines, uh, that you have to take a vaccine um, to enter Australia uh, and to play in the Open. Mm-hmm. And the Victorian Premier, so Victoria is the state that Melbourne is in. Yeah. Um, the Victorian Premier said that his state government wouldn't be seeking exemptions for unvaccinated players. So that's the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the government. Then, December 2021, Djokovic is included on the tournament entry list. Mm. So that already started people talking like, because Australia has had some of the world's longest lockdowns. Yep. Right? I think in Melbourne, there were protests in Perth and still protests in Perth, especially with Omicron. Mm. So I think the general sentiment was like, hey, fuck, like, we're all being locked down here and here is someone who's not even declaring his vaccination status like hinting that he hasn't been vaccinated and you're allowing him to play a tournament here lah. Mm. To, or to even so to travel cost, even to travel into Australia because ah, Australia was pursuing the COVID zero strategy for the longest time and uh, borders the borders were really closed to people lah. even Australians mm. wanting to return home to see family and all that. Uh, it was not easy to yeah. get in lah. So uh, they've really suffered quite uh, quite strict measures lah, when it comes to border control for the past two years. Yeah. So so I mean like um in January, early January, Djokovic posted on January fourth that he's gonna be heading to the Australian Open yeah. with an exemption permission being granted. Yeah. So like Instagram post, uh, Instagram got, post, right? Yeah, Instagram post on Twitter and like it caused a lot of controversy. La. So yeah. so but just to clarify, uh, this exemption permission was given by Tennis Australia. Mm, mm, mm. The right. organization there. La. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it involved going in front of two panels, like each three consisting of experts in immunology, infectious diseases, and general practice, and all that shit. Um, and he was given exemption, lah. Yeah, yeah, correct. And then January six, um, so January fourth, he posted that the Australian public went up in arms. January six, the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, said that the federal government cancelled the visa. Mm, mm. So cancel Djokovic visa while he and his team were still in the Melbourne International Airport. Mm, mm. So, and then it came out there was issues with his travel declaration forms and all that. And then there was a, over the next four days, he was stuck in a hotel uh, near the airport, I believe. Mm. Apparently treated not the nicest. And the latest uh, for his hearing this today, Monday, is that the judge has overturned the the decision to cancel his visa, which means he can play. Yeah, he's uh, he was ordered to be released immediately, or at least within 30 minutes. Yeah. And given the green light yeah. to play. La. Yeah. So now the yeah, only so- cause of action left apparently is for, I think the the minister to actually personally step in and, and uh, revoke his visa. La. And and to, to yeah, they, they have they have the right to do that. Uh, it, I mean, it's like it's like any you know persona non grata kind of rule in any country, lah, Right? You can declare a person like non welcome. What do you mean brand, by the non grata thing? Uh, like let's say you can just uh evict the uh, evict the person or deport the person who's who's not you know who's not from your country by saying he's not welcome, lah, for whatever reason. Say for oh, example, based yeah. on based on any grounds. I, yeah, based on I think that's your prerogative as the. As a, uh, I, I'm not sure what minister it is, but like let's say for example, when 
when uh, the I think the head of uh, the Airline Pilots Association for Singapore Airlines, mm. it was a Malaysian mm. guy apparently who you know headed up the mm. the strike, uh, the SIA pilot strike against the union strike against yeah the Alpa S lah Alpa S, S yeah, yeah Alpa S. So he was declared persona non grata and just basically kicked out the country lah after the whole debacle. Uh, mm. Yeah, so I think it is within the legal right of a country to just declare a person not welcome lah. And if they do that, that means Djokovic will be apparently automatically be banned for the next three years not from entering Australia. Yeah, three years, man. Yeah, yeah. three years. So, and I yeah. mean, so so that's where we're at now. Mm. And even if you go on Twitter, there are mm. some people saying, I mean, okay, so amongst the players, like, um, so, okay, so <laughs> Djokovic's parents Mm. Have you can sort of understand Djokovic's personality when you look at videos of his parents, lah. Yeah. Like his mom is quite motherly, but she's saying that you know he's being treated as a prisoner. Mm. Um, even in prison, they have three meals. Um, yeah. it's not human, yeah. and that if he plays, he will win. The whole of Serbia is behind him. Mm. His father is like if they are insulting Serbia, and mm. Serbia is Novak. Novak is Serbia by insulting stuff. Then you also get some players like Andy Murray who mm. said that I mean he hopes Djokovic is okay, but. Overall, it looks very bad for tennis. Mm. And Nick Kyrgios himself has said it's like the organizers need to do better lah, because after all, Djokovic is human. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I think Nadal was a bit saying that Djokovic knew the rules. Lah, so yeah. he he doesn't have any sympathy. And right? and, and I think so, you, also need to, you need to add in one more person. The I think the Serbian mm. president or prime minister himself has also come out to call, oh. call this out as like... Uh, Politics and 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 uh, you know and, and oh. demands he demands the release of of uh, Novak Djokovic lah. So it's become a very almost politics like international why? incident already lah. At this point of time, yeah. So and on Twitter you get some people shitting on Djokovic, but some people saying that you know he's he's definitely the goat because he's standing for his beliefs and not kowtowing to the to the man lah, to the yeah. man. Yeah. But. But I know you are a long-time tennis fan yeah. and you enjoy drama. Yeah. So what's your take as you read all this? Uh? I mean, I think it's hilarious that all this is happening. <laughs> Why? Uh? Uh, I mean, as a very long-suffering uh, Federer fan who, you know, I, I literally had to sit through when... I, I, there, was a, there, there are these you know, ups and downs in your life that you remember forever. And one and a couple of those mm. downs were literally personally caused by Djokovic himself la, in my life la. like when I watch Roger Federer have Djokovic at championship point at the Wimbledon semi final uh, the Wimbledon final I think uh three years ago four years 2000. ago yeah. no uh, three three or four yeah. years ago right. and and uh. and Djokovic came back and and beat him la. uh that was one uh, like uh-huh. one of those low points in your life that you remember forever la. I remember like I was Whoa, just serious, it was until like that. Uh? Yeah, yeah, I remember what time it was. I was in my living room, like just jumping with joy, with glee when it was championship point and then suddenly Federer collapsed and then and Djokovic beat him. Uh, and uh it was it was terrible. Mm. Like, it was it was just a terrible feeling. So so for me it's like I know I mean over time I've come to also accept the inevitability that Djokovic is gonna win the most uh, championships, mm, Grand Slams. Uh, uh, mm. just no matter when, and I just find it funny that now that it's it's literally this issue, uh, this this contentious issue that everyone has has um been arguing about for the y- last year or what. This particular contentious issue that is causing a slight delay, like, or potentially a slight delay in that happening, like, 
you know so it's just it's just mm. it's just like like it's funny like it's just funny so uh yeah so i i i will be slightly biased as a federal fan uh, talking about this whole issue mm. like yeah how about you what do you think of it um i was trying to think that uh so i i would say that i feel Okay, so where I think this whole thing blew up, right, is mm. because there's the instructions from the tennis association and there's the government. Mm. So the silver lining to I see to this is that if you if you scale back down what Djokovic is going through, it's what a lot of people are going through mm. who are just not as famous mm. with uh, without a big voice. Yep. Because in my little experience of traveling, mm. yeah, just because the country government says one thing, the airport can say something different. No? Yeah, yeah. Um, and every step of the way, you have to be ready for things to fuck up. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, and this happens to mil- like, I don't know, like thousands of people every day who are just getting screwed over. La. So in this mm. case, you, you know, just how you say you find it funny. I think what I find funny is, you know, in Singapore, people who are unvaccinated cannot go hawker center, cannot go malls. Then you get Djokovic, he cannot play in Australian Open. That's his limit lah. <laughs> you know so so it's just oh what's the downside of not getting vaccinated oh I can't play in uh, Australian Open and you know, create that, history he can't create point, history la. he can't create yeah, history that's, why. that's the thing yeah so on that sense I think it's very interesting because for you know generally unvaccinated people are chastised by people uh, the media and when someone decides to speak up they are immediately made a villain la. here you have someone who has a voice who has leverage so it's interesting to see how this plays out because the Australian PM now is in a fucking tough spot, man. Mm. In Australia where protests have been happening, mm. if he doesn't ban Novak, then you can imagine more shit happening. I can't even imagine when Novak plays, no. Mm. You know, I don't know why I'm calling him Novak uh, when Djokovic plays because he's really not the most well-liked player, right? And he, mm. <laughs> I think in some interviews, he's kind of said, why don't people like me, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, because you shit like this, lah, right? Mm. So, yeah. So when he complains that he's not likable, I think, yeah, okay, mm. hello. But at the same time, I don't know, it's just interesting to see how the the authorities and all deal with this because here's a guy who mm. has a lot of leverage and a lot of clout. Yeah, yeah. To, to add so that's lo- what I find intriguing. Okay. I mean, I just want to add a little nuance to that uh, that point you made about him being unlikable. Uh, I think uh, mm. earlier in his career, he generally had a reputation for being a, a bit of a quitter. Yeah. And, and there were some ungentlemanly things that he would do on court, like, I mean, losing on temper, smashing rackets, fine. But he would uh, do things like retire from a match early if he wasn't, you know, feeling uh, like he was having cramps and shit like that, like, you know. And and I think for the older mm. school players back in the, those 2000s, it was just seen as a very petulant kind of thing. It's like how, you know, how we talk about uh, Gen Z and stuff like that. I think people were saying that about yeah. Djokovic early in his career, that, that, he couldn't deal with adversity, Like, like similarly, when when the British player Emma Raducanu, uh, she backed out of an event because she was having anxiety attacks and she couldn't breathe or something like that. I think John McEnroe was saying mm. that, oh, you know, that's that's mental weakness and stuff like that, lah. Uh, so so mm. Djokovic had that issue earlier in his career. Then, um, I mean, he 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 literally says that he was quite close to actually quitting tennis, like He was hitting a ceiling, like He was, you know, peaking at number three and everything when. When Nadal and, and Federer were ruling everything, uh, he was picking number three, number four thereabouts, and he thought that was the limit already. But apparently, after that, um, 
well, what I remember is that he discovered the power of a gluten-free diet. And uh, mm. uh, I mean, we can debate the merits of a gluten-free diet, but that apparently propelled him to you know become an amazing tennis player. And he had the best run of his career and, and you know became number one and everything. Uh, and since then, he's been you know playing at very, very, very high level, very, very consistently. Um, and then over the years, uh, he started to also talk more about uh, alternative kind of healing, like positive, positive psychology, positive thinking, the power of positive thinking, literally to the point of saying that positive emotions can change water molecules and stuff like that, like, you know? Uh, mm, so, mm. So, so, so he says strange shit like that off the court. And then, um, and, 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 and on the court, because he is, because of his personality, people also, he also has rubbed certain crowds the wrong way, like, you know, the Australian open crowd, the, the, the French open crowd, uh, and, and those those cards are also a lot more partial to Federer and Nadal, la, for sure, la, right? So so you can see mm. why he is often seen as the villain. And then uh, you you put out Nick Nick Curious. Nick Curious always want to. Uh, he always shits on Djokovic, la, You know, and and he just calls Djokovic a hypocrite, and and then he he just he's he just wants to be loved so badly. Hey, that, that's what that's what eats him alive. That he's not as loved as Federer and Nadal <laughs> and all that. Oh, yeah. So so I mean. <laughs> when you hear all of this in totality, then you are you just thinking that this is a very, I mean, he's a very insecure. He's a very good player, but he's a very insecure person, and and probably a bit annoying to be around, Because like, he's probably talking about his gluten free diet all day, like, Right? So, mm. in that sense, um, yeah, like, uh, he he divides opinion, like he's not as universally loved as as you know, like uh, Sampras or Federer and Nadal and and, and all that, like, You know. Uh, so so yeah, that's yeah. where we're at right now with with Djokovic. Where I, I can you can imagine like obviously his countrymen and everything are calling for his, his uh you know his release. And there are tennis fans who say that he is the best of all time, who will call for his release. Mm. But but uh, that's yeah Like you said, there is a larger question of uh the elites versus the the, the every the every man lah, right? Do elites just because yeah, they exactly. have money, they have power, they can just walk around and do whatever the hell they want? Uh, uh, one rule for what was the term? One rule for for thee and and a different rule for me or something like that, lah, Right? And, and so so that that's mm-hmm. that's that's been a very big discussion we've been having this COVID thing, right? So I wanted to ask you, like, how does this differ from, you know, like we had that Bloomberg delegate forum where they announced that all oh, those guys who get to eat in groups of five at up to five in restaurants and all that at a point when Singapore was still eating in groups of two, like, Right? Isn't that isn't mm. that uh, isn't that a similar kind of a uh, issue that was going on but, but how come, all, how come we're not like protesting right? and they're all, all that right? yeah they're all vaccinated because correct, we correct, need yeah. to apply for permit lah. you think Australia they need to apply for permit to protest right? actually uh, maybe they do uh, I don't know I don't but, know I don't but, think so, but yeah, yeah the, but the, Bloom, the Bloomberg thing they were all vaccinated mm, right mm, true 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 true. so I think that is the big difference I think this one it is just the fact that huh um Okay, so oh, another thing we forgot to mention. Apparently, he got diagnosed with COVID once again in mm. December 2021. Correct, correct, correct. Right? Yeah. And I think the deadline for athletes to kind of submit any proof that they got diagnosed with COVID and have recovered was December 10th. He got diagnosed December 16th. Mm. And that okay. is one of the, the things that checks the criteria, right? You can be vaccinated or fully recovered from COVID. I, so, yeah, that is, is that, also... I'm, yeah, I'm not sure about the full criteria. Because eh? I think that's something no, that because, okay, they're arguing about, right? 
Uh, I mean, okay, so maybe that's uh, it differs by country. That's a good point. Mm. It differs by country. I know when I was traveling to Spain, right? It was one of the things you either oh, show a negative PCR, got it, got it. you full vaccination, or you have uh, medical proof that you recovered from COVID. But Spain, I would say, is pretty lenient, lah. Mm, um, I know the France sporting minister has come out and said, Novak, uh, Djokovic, if you're not vaccinated, don't worry, you can still play in French Open. So that one also <laughs> is. Is weird because just last week, I think Emmanuel Macron, the French president, kind of said literally uh, like he wants to piss off the unvaccinated because he wants to up the the restrictions on unvaccinated people. Uh. So there's mm. a political tension there also. Yeah. Then yeah. here also, it like um, I think because he got reco- recovered from COVID, but even then, I think that's why the documents were submitted to court. Um, and that's why I think the judge was quoted as saying, what more could he do? La? And that's why mm. the judge overturned the ruling. La. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing, like what you said, it is the elites. La, because I think it was sometime last year when Nicole Kidman went to Hong Kong and mm. without quarantine and filmed the whole thing and all that. Mm. Uh, right. No, and, and I think so, not just Nicole Kidman, but a lot of uh, celebrities apparently are shacking up in Australia, like buying homes and oh, yeah, hanging correct. out there. Because... You know, it's just more space and, and, and a better place to spend the pandemic. Lah. Julia Roberts, yeah. Matt Damon, Nicole Kidman, yeah, Danny yeah, Minogue. Yeah. I mean, I just so happened to meet some extended uh, family relatives who are from Australia who just came to Singapore and they said, for the longest time, Australia, you couldn't even go from state to state. No, mm, mm, You couldn't go from tight, state eh? to state. There were roadblocks. It was that wow. tight. Wow. It was fucking tight. So, and I think Melbourne had one of the longest lockdowns in the world. Mm, mm, so... You can imagine also like the citizens where businesses confirm impacted and you get this one guy who comes in. Um, but I mean, <laughs> I've also heard the counter argument, right? That the Australian Open is really a big thing in Australia. Yeah. It is, um, it really is like one of the bastions of men's tennis and women's tennis. Yeah. So yeah. by doing this, it also reduces the impact of that. La. So, but I mean, it's I mean, interesting to watch from afar. La. But that's it. The Australian Open is like a... It's an individual sport, um, and then it's it's not like if and if it's Joko- quite an elitist sport, lah, right? <laughs> it's an elitist sport, but but it's not just it's not that if uh, Djokovic doesn't play, there aren't there's no one to replace him, right? There's a true lot of la. there's true a lot la. of good true, players true, true. Uh, waiting, lining up to play in the, the open, and uh, you know maybe maybe it's it's also good to have fresh blood la, inserted, fresh uh, vaccinated blood inserted into the tournament, la, right? Um, so mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 not like a boxing match where if there's only two people and then if one is sick then it's, it's completely compromised oh yeah, the la. event is called off la. so, so I, I, yeah. I think the argument that the event get affected is is, is uh, overstating the you know the impact of one player's uh, vaccination uh, being issued of course I mean I, ultimately at the end of the day if there are rules to enter a country there are rules to enter a country la, right you know you and I we, we, we when we studying overseas we were always like told that don't fuck around with the customs, right? You know when you enter, uh, yeah. when you enter the America, like don't like try and be cute, don't try and be funny when you're talking to customs. Just answer the question straight up. Yeah, and don't then, try and make a joke. Yeah, <laughs> don't try make a joke of anything at all. Just carry all your documents with you. Don't piss them off. Don't. That's literally like what like normal people are told to do when they enter customs into any country, like. So, you know, I, I think for Djokovic to suddenly be framed like he's a martyr, he's a he's a national hero. I mean, literally his dad said he's Spartacus, la, you know, fighting against oppression. <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So, I just like, 
what's this? It's like, can you imagine like you just line up and go airport, then you are, you are turn around, then you suddenly shout, this is Sparta! And then you start fighting with immigration officers. What would, do you think people no, would be supporting you? I come, you will definitely have people who will support. <laughs> and I think now it's tricky for Australia because, okay, like everywhere in the world, you will have a portion of the population who are against the vaccine, right? Mm. The tricky thing now is when we are seeing, okay, you know, now we all have to take the third booster. There's mm. results coming out from Israel saying, oh, the fourth, fourth booster yeah. has Im- great impact. You can you can almost see this. So I'm sure people are thinking, yo, man, what, what the fuck? How, when is this going to stop? Mm. Then suddenly, the it just... Mix people, maybe just take a, a, a second look at like, hey, fuck, like, are we going down the wrong path? And I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that there's a lot of inbuilt, like, oh, how are we going to get how many booster shots? Uh, and it, like, the variants are still coming. So I can imagine a lot of people supporting um, uh, Djokovic, man. And that's why it's, it's, I want to say scary, but it's interesting to see how this pans out because. Which other person who has is that big is kind of like anti-vaccine la. I mm. guess Joe Rogan la, right? But uh, Joe Rogan hasn't left the country. Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, I don't think he's intending to leave the country. He's very happy where he is. But Djokovic, yeah. by virtue of like the tennis tour and everything, he needs to leave this country la, a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah so it's very true. Then the then the then the argument comes in like, okay, if you're a tennis player, you're going to be going to multiple countries. You have to mm. choose la. Yeah, like. Because then it becomes, oh, just because you're big, you go to this country um, and you bend the rules. But then, also then it brings up question of like, what exactly was covered in the board that gave him medical exemption? Mm. Maybe he has some medical issue. I yeah. don't know. No, so apparently, I think that's part of, right. part of the sticking points that he, uh, they have urged him to come forward with information as in the Australian officials saying that that would help clear up the issue a bit. Lah. But I think he has uh, mm. refused to, stating that it's, it's, it's private. Like he doesn't want to say whether he's yeah. been vaccinated or or not. Like he just says he's not. He doesn't really believe in vaccinations, lah. Um, but but right, I mean, yeah, um, so one one thing I wanted to add was that actually, like you and I, we were we were just talking to a bunch of people yesterday, and it turns out like you and I were probably amongst a group of people who were actually, uh, they would not take the vaccine unless, uh, and they did not want to take the vaccine they until they to, they had to. Until like when the government started yeah. saying you can't even eat in coffee shops in groups of uh, or yeah. anything like that or you can't enter malls. Then that's when they went to take the vaccine. La, right? So yeah. there yeah. are you know, there are people who are still vaccine hesitant and and, and uh it's been yeah, like, it's been shown that these measures do work to push them towards the taking the vaccine. La. So don't you think that it would be awesome yeah. if because of this Novak Djokovic suddenly turns around and says, uh, okay, I'm going to take the vaccine now so that I can I can play in all the tournaments properly. And then and then wouldn't that be a big win then, for his PR? But then it would be a big win for the people who don't like him, but the people who are supporting him? Yeah, but, but that's a smaller group. It would be a smaller big group, to right? them, what? Smaller group, right? I have no idea. Yo, one thing I've learned is like, you have to look, you have to understand that we all live in our echo chambers mm. and there are fucking shit ton of people out there who are who might share sentiments as you that you might not even know about. So I think yeah. there will be a lot of people who will be who will be pissed off. And I mean, Djokovic, look at his parents. Mm. And you know, you said he used to be like a quitter and now like he, he's a machine, right? Mm. On, the, on the tennis court. Yeah. So in this case, I can't, I don't think he's going to back down, man. The interesting thing would be if they ban him uh, uh, from Australia totally for the next three years. Yeah. Um, and there will be like, wow, that will be crazy because I don't know how the 
the more conservative right is in Australia. Mm. Because mm. right now, Scott Morrison, does he lean left or right? Or Scott Morrison, left or right? Yeah, but basically, it's, it's going to be an interesting discussion like, because now I'm seeing articles written about how this is just shining a light on the issues of border control. Because like. mm. I think even recently, there was on the border of Poland and Belarus, there were people who were not allowed in and that became a whole political shitstorm and then there were people freezing like fucking uh, to the point of death. So it's just shining a light on like, okay, uh, you know, we say we want a more globalized world, free trade and all this, but with COVID, when the walls come up, how are governments going to deal with that? La? Yeah, and don't forget that this, uh, all, all this, in, in, in you know, five years later, we could look back at this issue and laugh about, and we could be laughing about it because the science of uh, vaccination also we are learning more every day like right like like you said there could mm, be a third mm, booster there I mean, there could be a fourth booster that's required and, and everything and and who knows maybe the whole thing is like after a while we're like okay actually we don't even need we don't even need the boosters in the first place or anything like that like right we we could we're not entirely yeah. sure what direction where, where we'll end up in in terms of vaccination and boosters and in fact there are some like uh, even treatment pills that have just been approved as well right from Pfizer and, and Merck as well so um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this could be an evolving kind of uh, situation when it comes to the even the medical science behind it, lah. So uh, yeah, I I mean, it, it's just whatever. Well, however the chips fall in this situation, I think it's it's just a very it'd be quite a historic kind of a uh, uh, decision or, or incident, lah. Right, that uh, of how mm-hmm. of how uh, you know, border control and everything in, you know ties in with sports and all, lah. Yeah, mm, but, but well, I, yeah. I guess one thing would be I, I would say is uh, what if this was what if it was a Singapore tennis tournament? What do you think would it would have? What do you think would be the outcome of Djokovic wanting to come in <laughs> for that weekend? Um, unvaccinated people can go anywhere, <laughs> and then oh, yo, Djokovic, you happen to be in Singapore, go ahead and play. <laughs> it's like the perch, the perch for for forty hours. Yeah, for, for 48 hours, yeah. the investigator are allowed to do anything they want. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Kong will come. There'll be an emergency MMTF saying, you know, yeah. unvaccinated have had a very hard time so far for this weekend and for this weekend only, you're free mm. to go anywhere you want. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. And then, oh shit, Djokovic is coming this weekend. What a yeah. coincidence. Yeah. So, so in your in your mind, right, uh, given everything you've heard up to this point, uh, what do you think will be the final outcome? Will Djokovic play or will he get, will he get deported? Uh, I think he will play. Uh. Oh, why? Uh? Yeah. Because it feels like... Uh, so this just, I don't even know why, but if the PM comes out to cancel uh, the visa, it feels like that's going to cost... Actually, I have no fucking idea. I could see... I don't know. Do you have a... Do you, are you leaning one way or the other? Uh, I would still say he would end up playing. I don't know why. Yeah. But I would say he would end up playing. I am pretty confident he will end up playing. Because um, aside from everything that we discussed about his stance towards vaccination and everything, uh, I think there's a lot of money as well involved in terms of sponsorships, mm. in terms of uh, all these things and, and the prestige of the tournament, like having the world number one player defend uh, you know defend his, his title and chase history and everything. Uh, so So mm. there's a lot more money at stake than we are seeing on the surface, like, right? It's not just about one player chasing mm. glory. It's about a whole tournament trying to 
trying to make money in the midst of a pandemic and, and people's jobs and everything also affected by by all these things, like, right? Viewership and, and all these things. Uh, and I mean, you know, as, as we as we know from a lot of actions of, of, of governments and, and, and all that, you know, like Bloomberg delegates, all this, at the end of the day, the commercial aspect of things, that that dictates a lot of how how we how we plan, right? So, mm, uh, mm, mm. to me, it's like, I, I don't want to frame it as an elite versus every man thing because that just simplifies the whole how everyone is interrelated a bit too much. But I think the commercial interest of Djokovic playing at Australian Open will trump the 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 whole fairness of of the vaccine mandate lah. That's that's why I I feel lah. Mm. And uh, oh really yeah 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 yeah. And 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 I I you know I I, I that's why I I also want to uh I also want to just point out the contradiction that a lot of uh, anti vaxxers you know who are who are supporting Djokovic also uh you know they mm. that the same anti vaxxers will say things about pharm- big pharma and how they are manipulating the media to 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 make money and all that kind of thing, right? At the end of the day, Djokovic mm-hmm. is is also, he is one of those elites as well, right? And, and allowing him yeah. to just do whatever the hell he wants to do in the country is, 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 is uh, you're, you're supporting someone that, that, you know, who's who's an elite and who's also making money from, from the, from, uh, from how money flows in our, in our capitalist system and everything, right? So, so it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no winner lah. There's no big clear winner in 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 this debate lah, right? Between anti vaxxers or mm. or pro pro vaccination or anything, it's just a I think I think shit storm lah, right? I think what they can do is they give him you know those Wii sets where you can play the tennis oh, virtually, and then everyone <laughs> will put a screen in yeah, front yeah. of the court, and then they just play lah. He'll be in his hotel room, yeah, yeah. and they can have the tournament. You know, he won't leave Australia. He'll still be participating. Yeah, yeah. But if we can have Zoom meetings, yeah, why can't we have virtual tennis matches? Yeah, esports are esports. See, Scott more yeah, esports exactly. straight away Australia esports <laughs> tournament, and then and then he is like the yeah. world number. They give him world number one straight away. And then he gets yeah, to start. That's why like world yeah. number one. Yeah. World number one of the metaverse uh open. <laughs> the metaverse event. open. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's gonna evolve. It's gonna be who knows what's gonna be the status once this podcast comes out. Mm. But we shall see. We shall see. But uh speaking mm. of uh I mean speaking of uh, you know, sports and, and all these exploits, like, right? Um then I think mm, our mm, next mm. our next topic is much more much more something about uh about something that is much more familiar to Singaporeans, and and doesn't really involve uh it's not it doesn't usually involve foreigners but in this case it did like right mm, yeah mm, and mm. what is this what is this piece of news? It is the the two point four km challenge at the Pokari Sweat Run that happened uh, on Saturday January eighth. So this this event and the murmurings around it has been. In the news, uh, for quite a, the past few months, lah, and it was organized by So Ruyong, who is, um, I guess Singapore's top long distance athlete. He's a holder of multiple records. He's a two times, uh, Southeast Asian Games marathon champion. Mm. And I'm sure most people in Singapore would have heard of him in some context, lah. Probably some yeah. positive light, some negative light. We actually had him on our podcast as well, mm. um, uh, like, like back in November, I believe. So mm. the event finally happened. Um, and I mean, the high-level summary is that uh, he 
he did a run uh, and he challenged Singapore to run 2.4 uh, 2, 2. under 7 minutes and it got quite polarizing because he kind of shared on comments uh, saying, oh, you know, last time I was in commando camp, people run 7 minutes and he took a more of a trolling kind of response. So it got a lot of people talking. He was seen as quite polarizing. But in the end, Pokari, one of his sponsors, agreed to organize this event like, where he challenged anyone who thinks they can break the seven-minute barrier to to come forward. And he's quite a controversial character uh, as well online. He mm. has his ongoing legal case. But the event finally happened this past Saturday. Yeah. And he got third. Second yeah. was Gurkha, yeah. Subhas Gurung. And the winner was Jivanish Soundaraja. All mm. three of them broke the seven-minute barrier. The 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 winner was a Singaporean who also is a uh, he's also a runner like, right national runner, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. national runner, um, yeah. and the second one is a Gurkha Subhas Gurung, mm-hmm. um, the famed from the famed Gurkha contingent. Yeah. But what made you want to talk about this? Uh, uh I I thought this a actually it's quite an interesting event because eh? the two point four is a very relatable. Uh, run for all Singaporean guys, right? Or even even girls, like, right? In in you know, Nafatas and all that. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. I, I find it pretty cool that that Soryong has shun shown the light basically on this on this event and made it into a you know a, a fun little challenge, like, right? And 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 uh, a lot of local mm. sponsors jumped on, which at first was quite weird, but after a while it got it was quite charming, like, like you get a year's free supply of toilet paper. Uh, you get seven hundred packs of chicken rice, and you get Bitcoin and shit like that, lah. Basically, if you run under seven minutes, so um, yeah. I mean, it, I just thought it was interesting, and and then the fact that uh, a Gurkha who's working the Singapore Police Force, uh, you know, ran faster than mm-hmm. or so, uh, and that Soryong himself didn't didn't you know run the fastest, lah, right? Uh, so so yeah, in essence, it was a. Uh, I mean, I wish that it could have been like a a bigger event where the you know we could run as a big group or what, but um and it was like you know hopefully televised or something, but uh, it wasn't. But I mean, I could see this as a yearly thing that they should do, uh, to to you know really like encourage mm. Singaporeans to 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 see where they are in the you know in the in their fitness and not just see it as like a fucking chore that you have to clear every year lah in the army and all that, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I must say that, uh, like I know when he was first posting about it, yeah. you had a very different sentiment towards this. What was it? Him coming on our podcast and hearing direct from the horse's mouth that changed your mind? Um, I mean, probably partially. Because yeah. initially, I remember yeah. you saying it was a fad and this annoying and stuff like that. Right? No, no, no. I wasn't saying that. I was just saying that the prices, the marketing of the whole thing, just felt a bit strange. In the in the sense that the mm. prices were like. Uh, I I I wrong I wrongly thought that the winner would be merely piled with seven hundred packets of chicken rice on uh, on winning mm. So so apparently that is spread out over a year, and uh, I and I think actually if you if it's spread out over a year, you can actually do a lot of good for charity as well, right? Or, or just feeding your friends or family yeah, and all yeah. that. So that actually makes sense uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, and then I think more sponsors came on, and 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 then uh, then speaking of So Ryong, I think uh. Uh, he's a very grassroots kind of person. You know, he literally handles a lot of his marketing uh, himself, like, right? So him mm-hmm. getting a lo- getting all these sponsors on board, uh, you can see the effort he's putting into it, and that's what made me feel like okay, uh, it's a worthwhile event, like. And then and then just hearing other people also saying that, hey, you know, like, uh, yeah, wow, running this 
sub sub seven minute two point four. I mean, people were talking about it, and to get people to be talking about something that is as uh, irritating and annoying as running a two point four, as a, as almost like a sporting event like the Australian Open like that, right? That that to me is an achievement. Mm-hmm. That's an achievement, lah. You know, that's that's an achievement in the marketing of the event, lah. So so I I yeah. Uh, overall, in the end, yeah, I, I sort of like went on the other, uh, jumped on the other side, and then and realized that actually this is uh, what he's doing is pretty cool. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I also think so, and I think what made it cooler uh, is that he didn't win. Yeah, because, yeah, actually, that's I mean, true. Yeah. He, he he has been known to be like <laughs> someone who's arrogant, even though yeah. after meeting him, yeah, after meeting him on the CNA shoot and getting him on our podcast, I think I respect his drive and. Yeah, even if he comes across a bit arrogant, I I, I respect it lah. Um, so in this case, uh, the fact that he didn't win and these two people who are now at the like everybody now knows the Gurkha to the the guy the Gurkha who can run below seven mm, minutes. Mm, yeah. I think that's fucking awesome lah. It makes us respect the them Gurkha, even more, right? We respect them even more than, than yeah, before. because he's not even he, that's not even his full time thing. He's not an yeah. athlete. Yeah. He's a Gurkha. He's in the military. But the Gurkhas are known to be super fit. La. So it's almost quite poetic that, yeah, amongst the top three is a Gurkha. Because I don't know whether younger people these days hear legend, legendary stories about the Gurkhas and uh, how they are from Gorkaland in uh, Nepal and part of their export of their of their community is military, la, right from the uh, world wars. And they have contingents all around the world and they are known to be absolute badasses. Mm. Um, and then the first is like a national runner who... Um, I think he's he's not the most well known, but now yeah. at least there's a lot of coverage about this. And yeah, I also feel if this becomes a yearly event, that would be fucking great, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't forget, like this is a year where yeah, like, a, te- uh, a badminton player uh, who has initials LKY, you know, went from from being an unknown and and everything to be beating the world number one and and winning a world championship, lah. And you know, like I think yeah. last week, literally donations were pouring in to reward him for his achievement. Uh, it's also the same year where mm. finally people realize, hey, shit, our Paralympians are fucking break. Uh, they are they are Michael Phelpsing the fucking uh Olympics, lah, right? Our Paralympians. So the Paralympics. So yeah, I mean, it's just a year where we woke up and realized that we do have sporting talent at home, lah. And I think events like yeah, this, yeah. even even if they're self organized, even if they are born out of someone's ego even if they're you know that they have strange prizes like 700 packs of chicken rice it only helps to add on to that 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 the whole idea that singapore does have that talent and they just need the right training the right environment to thrive lah. oh yeah don't, don't forget yeah. I, I wanted to point out so that that uh, when the singapore lions team uh played against indonesia and and ended up losing uh in the semi-finals of the of the Suzuki Cup, I think a lot of people also were like very, very uh, touched and uh, respectful of the the Lions' performance. Uh. You could really see them fight until the mm. final whistle. So, so I mean, it's been a yeah. year where a lot of these sporting achievements have have actually inspired people. And and I, I, I you know, it, it's just nice that this Soryong event is also just taking place now as well, uh, and it has it has done the same. Uh. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is that how I mean now on his post I think you you will still get detractors lah but mm-hmm. I think general public sentiment um I hope is a bit more positive because you know just now when you were saying that it's so uniquely Singaporean I'm actually surprised that there's no national two point four competition yeah because there is what there I is fucking used to hate it what not far is it yeah, oh, every uh, IPBT, IPBT is it? every year is the national competition right. 
Yeah lah, but that's a very guy centric thing, right? Uh, yeah lah, yeah lah, it is. Hey, la. this is 2022, no? Yeah. 2022. Oh, yeah. So can, can, can so I just add also that the some of the some of the irritating humble bragging I see is people literally posting the the result sheet from the IPPT. You know, when they take IPPT, then mm. there's that little paper with the results and all, and they 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 always posting and saying how how humbled they are, how surprising it is to them that they still. <laughs> Able to you know run under thirteen minutes or twelve minutes at their age and all that. Are they are they happy to share? Are they very fucking happy to share? Ha- and fa- pleased to announce? Fucking no! Fucking pleased shocked. to announce. They're shocked. They're surprised. They're oh, surprised. To, they've trained wow. so little. Trained so little. And they managed, still managed to do it. You know. Uh, wow. So it, it's, wow. it's it's that's another humble brag. I can't stand But of course, if I were able to yeah. do that, I would I would post it straight away, like You know. <laughs> Able to do it, like run, run like goals and that. Sub, no, I'm not even talking about it. I just sub 13 minutes or sub 12 minutes for my 2.4. I, I, would, I would post it uh. straight away. Really. Yeah, yeah, la, but you'll probably post it like holding your kid, which will make it very hard to shit on as a post, la, right? Correct, correct, correct. You, I will, I you will, will have that buffer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not so shameless as to just post the result sheet. La, yeah. No, but I'm saying you're even more conniving because you will have the result sheet, but it'll be like your kid's hand holding it on one side and your hand holding it the other side no. and saying, you know, like, I'm so... I'm so gratitude. Yeah, life is a marathon. Yeah. Thankful. I'm so thankful to my family that, for giving me this opportunity to, you know, be able to train and everything. Yeah. That's what I would do. Like, it's in the in the event that I can actually run below 12 minutes, which will, ne- will not happen, and, you know, before I turn 40. And my and $200... Exactly. The, this, what was the monetary price? I think uh, if monetary price two hundred for passing. Uh, if I'm not wrong, yeah, two two hundred will be spent on you know securing the education of my family. <laughs> uh, I'm of my kid, you know, go towards his college fund, yeah. and I'm so so happy that I have the opportunity, um, and all that shit. No, no, two hundred dollars go to charity. Wow, yeah. you win. Oh, go to charity. Go to charity. Yeah, you win. You win. <laughs> You win, man. But sorry, that was, that was just shout out to all those. <laughs> <laughs> the humble brag. Maybe that can yep. be the theme of our live live uh, event. Uh. Humble just brag, thirty yeah. minutes talking about ourselves. Yeah, maybe don't we, like we'll, humble brag. Yeah, we'll take we'll take li- uh, real humble brag posts from people we know and read them out. Oh, yeah. Read <laughs> them out as performance <laughs> art, la. Yeah. No, because for real, I have some friends that I mute no on on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm okay, not not close <laughs> friends lah, not close friends. Yeah. But wallahi, their level of humble brag ah, is next level. Yeah. And I know some of my friends listening to this will know which friends I'm talking about. Correct. correct uh, but yeah. Woo! Yeah. My God. And okay, okay, I just I remember it's a lot to do with cleaning ah. They cleaning their house, finds a magazine where they had some interview <laughs> 15 years ago, and then and they got to brag yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, who the hell but cleans then, the house so often? Come on, man. No, but then now the downside to that is that, like, when I was posting that our show sold out, right? Yeah. I was thinking, ah, oh, fuck, now am I humble bragging? So then now I don't know how to post. But it's a fact. Because when right? you post it's stuff a, on Instagram like that, your show sold out is a fact. Yeah, but people people go IPPT, get goal also is a fact, right? Yeah, but you, the, the, the show selling out, I mean, is a. It's a real milestone that not everyone is, is you know performing a show every weekend and all that like, you know. But literally, yeah, not everyone are, is forty are taking, and running below thirteen minutes. Right? Everybody is taking IPPT this this weekend and. But not everyone is running under thirteen minutes. Exactly, and so so a lot right. of people feel like shit that they cannot run below thirteen minutes, and then for you to keep posting and posting about it is damn annoying like. That's what I'm saying like, you know. But if people feel like shit and not being able to get tickets to our show. <laughs> 
Then how? Okay, then I mean I can't help you lah. But you're probably you're probably richer and better off than than me and Harish lah. That's the truth lah, right? You know, you're, you're probably like living. if you can't get the ticket. No, no, no. If you're not uh in a position in the performing arts and everything where you are trying to make a living by oh yeah, like performing right. to people lah, right? You're not basically you're not a clown yeah, you're, not, you're right. not a public clown lah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're not, yeah, you're yeah, not a jester lah. You're yeah, not a jester. You're probably doing better in life than than yeah like, Most of us in the performing arts are so yeah. So yeah, I yeah. I don't think there's that much that much to humble brag uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, my argument would be that it is an event like you take IPPT I don't give a fuck you take IPPT you can run 12 minutes you can take mm-hmm. 15 minutes but an event where when it starts off at its get go is open to all yeah. uh, it, it is an update la. Mm-hmm. it is it is an update correct, I, correct, I, correct. I, or at least that's how I try and tell myself like, yeah it's, it, it's, it's a but it's a once in a very very long time event la, right it's not like a yeah it's yeah. like those people who post but there is a bit of humble bragging lah I, I wouldn't say there's, I mean, there's yeah, no humble, yeah. But but you mean make it a real thing, a real like announcement or something, like, not not like oh I exercised that this is my how fast I ran. Then I'm like what the hell is this <laughs> shit, man? You are the king. You want to be crowned the king of exercise or something like that, you know? That Terence, you mute ah. Why? Who asked you to read? I I post. I never asked you to read. Well. You can don't read. Well. I can't. You can don't read. It's out of my hands. The algorithm is the black box. But you can't help it. It's the algorithm. Then you scroll. You can mute. What? Well. You can mute. You can mute. You can unfollow. Anyhow, these people just hitting on other people's uh, uh accomplishments and all that. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Anyhow. Yeah, true, like, true. But but I mean, yeah. Long digression about humble bragging. Um, <laughs> yeah, but so do you think you, I mean so you mentioned something quite interesting that yeah like, you're happy that So Ryong didn't win and, and, and he was third lah right so he uh, are you I happy mean, I'm not saying I'm happy you're happy because he has to I'm eat humble pie or what no eh, it's too hard. that was a lot of words <laughs> you just stuffed in my mouth now. I'm not saying I'm happy he didn't win I'm just saying it made it more 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 relatable u- like more universal more uh. Yeah, more like not all about him, lah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was almost he created this event that has now shone the light not just on him but on other worthy competitors Correct. as well, lah. Yes, yes, yes. And and he still yeah. And one of don't, the don't, I was gonna say don't feel bad for him, lah, because he still holds a lot of national records, yeah. Ah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I mean, one of the I think the top runners who ran also was the Tiruban, uh, who was the Indian athlete. Who got a whole lot of flack, irrationally and unjustifiably, for in the Tanjung Paga poster? You know the mm. the one that we also covered. There was an Indian family who oh, was yeah, 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 uh, that's featured right, that's there. Right. Yeah, yeah, he ran as yeah, well. Yeah, so he was one of the runners as well. Oh, yeah, he ran as well. Wow. So it's cool, lah. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So, so, so shout out to Soru Yong and uh, Subash Gur- Gurong and uh, Jivanish. Oh, yeah. Shit, let me get the name correct. But but Jivanish Soundaraja. I mean, I would Soundaraja. Yeah, Soundaraja. Yeah, that is something I also uh, have come to realize in more recent weeks. Uh, that that you know, sound is is a is a is like a is a is a very is a common uh, Indian name as well, like, right? Sound. I mean, you have met two Indian. You know, two Indians with the name Sound. Like, suddenly, yeah. you're expert on Indian <laughs> names. <laughs> No, you forgot to add that I also watch Indian matchmaking and I also watch <laughs> Delhi crime. You know, I'm become I'm an expert. In, correct, correct, correct. I'm an expert in like Indian Singaporean affairs, right? Yeah, <laughs> correct. No, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 now true, your favorite yeah. sound is a is a now your favorite song. Mm. Now your favorite song is also like a, a song out of Hollywood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, 
yeah. but but yeah, I mean, I, I've come <laughs> to appreciate. Oh, sound is a is a common Indian name as well, and, and and it's a. Mm. I mean, to me, it's it's a very poetic sounding name, lah. You know, it feels like you need to be mm-hmm. you need to be like very musically inclined or something like that, lah. But but apparently, this guy is a very yeah. good runner, lah. So so kudos to him, you know. Yeah, kudos. Yeah, kudos. But to but him, what man. I would love to find out is. How is he planning to use the seven hundred packs of chicken rice? because uh? because yeah, that that uh, feels like if you eat seven hundred packs of chicken rice over a year, your two point four next year will be will be drastically different. Uh. I mean, maybe every day he has a chicken rice meal with someone else. Uh, uh yeah, true. That will cover about. Oh, but he'll still be eating chicken rice. Uh. Yeah, he'll still be eating chicken, chicken rice one pack in a day. Every day, yeah. So. I'm sure. I'm sure. So, uh, Ruyong has has some plan to to milk that as well, also Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. So Ruyong is yeah. uh, He's a very we'll see. We'll see. Very so uh, a character. Yeah, very. He knows how to. He knows how to make these things, uh, you know, interesting to read. Uh, and a bit controversial. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, he just qualified. Uh, like uh, last month for the Asian Games marathon, right? Oh, he did. Wow. Wow. Which was a big thing, yeah. The first Singaporean to qualify, I think. Yeah, yeah. I the think first Singaporean to meet marathon qualifying for the Asian Games. Yeah, because he And he set a national record at the Valencia Marathon. Yeah, he, he said he did not he has not actually trained very much for this two point four event. Uh and yeah. I I I mean normally I would say that is humble brag and very annoying because he still ran sub seven, right? But uh I mm. totally believe it because I mean this is a guy who literally like uh he runs to his training and runs home from his training. Uh, and he runs during mm. training. Uh, and when he came to our podcast, he was literally like, he had skipped lunch and he was so hungry at, and, and thirsty. I think he he was literally <laughs> like gulping down our supply of like of like 100 plus. We gave oh, no, sorry, not 100 plus, not 100 plus. Biscuits, he was gulping down our supply of isotonic drinks. I didn't say, I didn't say 100 plus or anything, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cannot say how to plus water, up. water. He was drinking a lot of water and and, <laughs> no, uh, and, and all he that. was eating the biscuits. He was eating the biscuits that caused some issues for the audio. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, people were reacting to. A lot of people right. were irritated, but I mean, I felt I felt like I need to feed this guy. You know, like I felt like okay, if he's here for two hours, let's let's we gotta find a way to feed him. He really needs the the calories right now, man. So so that that's why mm-hmm. I I think that when he says he wasn't training, I think he means it up because. I don't think anyone can keep up that pace of trading for like just year round and everything. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, like, I mean kudos kudos to him. Like, maybe some point we'll have a uh him on the podcast again. Mm, yeah, yeah. True. Right. And, uh, yeah, speaking of controversial, we're gonna talk about one mm. shot comments. Uh do you have any yes. any interesting one shot comment? Uh I mean, <laughs> there was one one comment from four days ago on uh, uh, just an article that we shared on our Reddit. The university announces newly named NUS College appointment of inaugural dean. So, so Miss Miss Helpla Missy Helpla posted, "Where do you all get your Atas news? Here I am looking at Shashwe reports of Jessalyn Tay's sex education with her son. I feel like we are worlds apart." Mm-hmm. And that's funny for two reasons. Uh. First first is because we ended up talking about Jessalyn Tay, I think, on the uh on the next podcast. And I just found his comment funny. Uh, because because uh yeah, it, it's just the fact that uh the user referred to our news as Atas News. Uh. I don't think I've heard Atas News, mm. the term Atas News before. So I just thought that was that was funny, man. It made me smile. 
Made me smile. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It made me smile. Yeah. I guess to clarify is that um, we yeah we read a very broad uh you know broad broad uh range of of news like right uh and, yeah. and not 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 every piece of gossip necessarily uh is worth is newsworthy or or discussion worthy to us like right. So or sometimes right. sometimes we we want like like the Djokovic issue we want to wait until there's more developments before we talk about it and all that right. So um mm. yeah like just just before people just start painting us as elites who who only read Atas news and all that la. we love the Siachir stuff as much as you do la. That that's the truth la. yeah yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like I think because of this podcast, we make it a point to read from as diverse a uh, collection of new sources as possible. Uh. Yeah. Uh, and that's where Reddit, uh, podcasts and YouTube all come in because there's so much info out there and sometimes, yeah, just us. I enjoy the research for every podcast because it forces me to read shit that I wouldn't read otherwise. Mm, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah speaking man. of that as well, like my... What's your one short comment? Yeah, yeah the, just a few hours ago, there was a, someone commenting on, you know, our post, our, our podcast about the New Year's Eve party at, uh, in a uh, impromptu party at Club Key, right? Um original mm. goat one points out says he's saying that actually there's no law against congregating on the streets any more than there is a law against crowding in an MRT station. So if the guy just was drinking champagne and popping champagne in public, um they might get in trouble for consuming alcoholic beverages in public after ten thirty PM. But beyond that it's hard to see what they can be charged for. Is that true? Because um I guess I'm just seeking the collective knowledge of anyone who knows the law. Well, of course, I, I've always heard that what the we have law against a uh, illegal assembly in Singapore, right? Where mm. if like more than a group of six of people congregate for a specific reason or something, they can be charged for that reason, la, Illegal assembly, la. And and uh, yeah, because it's so broad, that's why it's seen as a very draconian. Uh, measure, but again, it's not enforced as often as as people think, like right. Mm-hmm. So I I yeah I don't know when like like I like I hope original good one clarifies or someone also helps to clarify on that co- the particular comment because I'm pretty sure in Singapore we have some law against congregating as a group in public, la, Right. Yeah, I think so because it's considered illegal gathering, like right. Mm. Although most of the time, if you go out with, no, your, I think with your class, your classmates and all that, in normal times, like, not COVID times, normal times people be like, oh, okay, whatever. But but now, especially COVID times, there must be some law against it, like right. Hmm. But I mean, maybe it's it's different because if you are at a train station, it's almost a bunch of people like unrelated coming together mm. whereas anything that is clearly organized that's that's where um congregating kind of implies that like you're congregating for a reason yeah. whereas crowding in MRT station is that it's just people coming together like right yeah correct correct mm. yeah so i think that's why they made it clear that um after investigation it didn't appear to be organized mm. which i think is a big thing yeah yeah um but congregating a, a united around something I think that's where it gets a little uh, iffy la. whereas train like you can be doing your own thing and you just happen to be taking transport la. yeah so yeah so so maybe yeah this this user should clarify a little yeah, or someone who has knowledge of the law also la, to help step in and clarify a bit yeah right? yeah. yeah cool yeah yeah so right, what cool. is uh, this, uh, let's end with the most positive aspect of 
of the podcast. Lah. What is your one shook thing? Yes. Uh, my one shook thing is this TikTok account, a group of Singaporean youth who, they made one video that I chanced upon a few weeks ago. And it's, I mean, mean, meaning to say this my one shook thing. And it's this group of kids in Singapore who reenacted a Bollywood dance song in their void deck. At their void deck. Mm. Have you seen? I think I think they were. Oh wait, yeah, I think you I've, got picked up by like yeah. Storm and Mothership. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the TikTok user is Simple G, and mm. they did like the split screen like They played the the song like the iconic song above and then the bottom, and they re enact shot by shot like and it's fucking hilarious, man. I yeah. love it. And then on their TikTok account, they basically do more of that like They re enact iconic scenes even from the Fast and Furious. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and it's just because you know we all have the we've seen but the low budget movie poster the low budget trailer but nothing really for the Indian uh, or Hindi kind of genre la. whereas this one it was just it, it just I was laughing my ass off la. there's one particular one that went super viral mm, I see I see okay yeah simple G man simple so G. kudos to these guys so so you it's really hilarious la. you Went to you went to Europe for your year end trip, uh, and you saw the beautiful uh, like the culture, the history of a great country, and everything there over over Christmas. But your one shock thing immediately after coming back, everything is a Singaporean TikTok account. That that that, that yeah, because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm Singaporean at heart, bro. And if I were to talk about this one place I went in Spain, that'd be damn douchebaggy, right? I'll be like, you know, my Atas, one shock thing Atas of twenty twenty one. Yeah, was the last Sagrada Familia <laughs> and shit like that. I just sound like a douche, lah. Oh, the one you reserve, right. you reserve right. for in-person conversations, huh? Of <laughs> course, of course, in person. I got my trump cards already for the live event. Huh? I'm just oh, gonna talk about life. everything I saw in Spain that the attendees all cannot, cannot experience <laughs> for themselves. I'll be the proxy oh, yeah. through which they can live vicariously. Actually, that's true. That's true. The the one our one thing we've always we've always said it must be something that everyone can experience. And now people can't experience. Yeah, everyone trouble. can experience. Correct, correct. Actually, that's, that's exactly. Very... That'll be like the worst thing. After, <laughs> after shitting on people for humble bragging, <laughs> my one shock thing is something I experienced in Spain. Yeah. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. You're oh, just baiting man. me to do something stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, not bad, not bad. But what's what's your what's your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing is uh the weekend just dropped his his latest album, Dawn FM. Uh, and uh, I would encourage everyone to go take a listen because there are hints that he might uh, either I don't know retire the character or change his name or something like that after this album no, he'll no longer be The weekend or whatever mm. uh, I mean he, his, he, he he dresses himself as an old person on the album cover like, you know so almost like the end of life and the, and the album is about uh, is a radio station in purgatory like as you're transitioning you know from, from life to death uh, oh, like this is, is cool. This the this the idea is that you are listening to this album as you travel through purgatory, la. and he manages to get like Jim Carrey, for example, to give the to 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 be the voiceover for this for this journey, and uh, so the whole album is uh, is that's the theme. Yeah, yeah, that's the theme. So you you start. It's one oh, of those few albums shit, where you you cool. must listen from start to finish, la. And if you just listen to the songs in between, it's it's. I mean, yeah, the songs are nice, but you you miss the general concept that he's going for, la. And very few very few artists do that anymore, you see. Uh, so you know, I, I've been a very big fan of the the weekend 
especially his last album after hours I thought it was like I mean not only were the songs great the, all the performances he did were like you know consistent and visually consistent and had a theme to it and all that so uh, it was very welcome during uh, during the pandemic when we had no real like you know big live performances and all that lah. so so um, yeah I mean wow. this I'm sure I'm sure he's got more shit lined up for this Don FM as well but the album itself is, is something worth listening to lah. yeah Wow, that's pretty fucking legit, man. And yeah, I mean, he really seems like... Yeah, you don't... I, I rarely often hear... Like, does he drop singles then? No, he does, he does. Like, I mean, uh, before this came out, he dropped, uh, uh, you know, a, a single that he did with Swedish House Mafia. Uh, you know, the the, mm. the EDM group that, that retired, unretired a while back. Uh, so well, that was an awesome single, but but it's not on this album. Like, you know, it's not part of the concept of this album. So you know, artists these days they drop singles and EPs and and special tracks and all that like like nothing like that, right? Because Spotify yeah. does all the sorting for people, so no point in trying to do that. But but when they release an album like this, you know, where literally the songs are they lead on to each other, lah. You know, they as in you you still hear the strains of the previous song in the start of of the of the current song you're listening to and all that, lah. So uh, that, that is quite see. a rarity today, like, and and I think a lot of a lot, I've been reading some reviews that talking about this is you know really going back to the the the, the days of seventies and eighties disco and and all when the album was meant to be a journey and blah 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 and all that. So so it is worth it is worth just experiencing one time for yourself, lah. Wow, that is cool, man. It is, uh, it is cool. Shit, and it just and it just dropped, is it? Uh, yeah, I believe a few days ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Power. Cool. cool, cool, cool. The weekend. So, cool, 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 man. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Let's let's move. All right. On. Let's continue yeah. on through twenty twenty two. More podcasts to come. Yeah, that's it for today, and we will talk to y'all middle of this week. Peace.